welcome to a new edition of the award-winning Talking About Cars podcast, where it's all about everybody has a car story, from celebrities to car personalities and others in the car industry. I'm Randy Cardoon. From 1977 to 1983, the TV show Chips graced television screens and was basically about two motorcycle officers with the California Highway Patrol, hence the word Chips. Coming up on this edition of the podcast, number 136, we'll have a couple of the stars from the TV show. Our first... Larry Wilcox. He was Officer John Baker. He joins me from the Hollywood show near LAX. Now, Larry is still acting. In fact, his IMDb page lists him as having three projects in 2019 and two more to come, either in pre-production or just announced. And proof some 35 years later, he's still playing characters that harken back to that classic TV role. One such role is on a TV show called Mood Swings. He played an officer named Officer chips yeah you see where i'm going here turns out larry's first car shows he and i have something in common my first car was a 1957 pontiac and tuck and roll interior uh, glass pack mufflers four bar crossover hubcaps (laughs) it was before baby moons even you know (laughs) Uh wow two door four door two door yeah and where'd you uh, get it from I bought it from, uh, I grew up in Wyoming, Rollins, Wyoming, and I bought it from this kind of local hero, the football star when I was like a freshman or eighth grade or something. In Wyoming, you had to be 15 years old to get a driver's license. So I bought it from Booby Comas, a buddy of mine. <laughs> Famous Booby. <laughs> did he go on to play football somewhere? Uh, yeah, I think he did. He, he could have, he was like All-American and all that kind of stuff, you know. But oh. I played football, but I, I was a wannabe compared to him. He was really good. I mean, having a car of that kind of stature, did, you, did any of it wash off on you when, when you got it? People would sit there and say, hey, there's Booby's Pontiac. Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> no, actually, uh, you know, the guys that had the cool cars, they, my, they, mine wasn't the coolest. There were lots of guys with the, the 57 Chevy, of course, was cool, two-door, with a 283 Bordeaux, a 301. So those were cool cars with four four barrel or three deuces sometimes, right? And uh, then a guy had a, I think it was a 32 Ford with three deuces and a racing engine and all that. That was pretty cool. Uh, One guy had the uh, Bullet uh, 66 or 7 uh, Stingray with the bar on the back window. Right, the 63, the one the split window, right? Yeah, 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 I love that one. Another guy had the 57 T-Bird with the little moon windows in the back and removable top. So, you know, there were a lot of cool cars back in those days. I have a 57 Pontiac right now. So it's interesting you said that. I'll have to show you later on when we get to the visual portion of our show. So uh, you moved on, and, of course, you went from there, and you started racing. How did that love of cars turn into a love of racing for you? Well, you know, I grew up. Uh, with not too much money, so racing wasn't tangible. But a buddy of mine was his uh, his father was a doctor, a medical doctor, so he raced Porsches, Mercedes, Corvettes, and ovals, and so on. So I would go to the races with him, and that's how I first got the bug as a surrogate, if you will. I wished that I could be driving, right? And didn't know much about apexes and corners, and you know all the things that you learn through racing. And that's where I got my bug. And then I it got perpetuated, if you will when they started doing those celebrity races. So I did the Toyota Celebrity Grand Prix at the Long Beach Grand Prix multiple times. And, and then I got the bug and started racing off-road trucks. 
in Class 8 trucks, Baja 1000, the Mint 400, Frontier 500, you name it, we did them all, right? And uh, that was fun uh, on one hand, but really wasn't on the other. It just beats you up so much. You urinate blood afterwards. It's just hard on your kidneys, and it's just tough, you know. And uh, But, you know, we got fourth in the Baja 1000, so I was proud of that. They didn't warn you that before you got into the Baja trucks that that might happen? Oh, yeah, they did. Uh, oh, you know, okay. we, we practiced a lot before and did pre-running with Pernelli Jones and Walker Evans and all the really great drivers, you know, which uh-huh. it's interesting about racing is even though for a celebrity I'd race quite a bit, but for a race car driver I had not. And so uh, my threshold of speed was much different than – versus a champion Mm -hmm. and so Pernelli Jones you know Walker Evans you get in his truck and do a little do a five mile pre-run with him you're peeing your pants (laughs) I mean he's on the edge every second right so in race when you go to race schools I then I went to Bob Bondurant race school and uh, another one was out here in Ontario I went to um, forgot the name of it and uh, a bunch of race schools every year I would go to a race school to tune up because you want to raise your threshold to speed. It raises it. Uh, One day I was coming back from the Bondurant uh, up in the Carmel area, driving my 930 Porsche Turbo, 130 miles an hour in the CHP. Went blue by him, right? (laughs) My threshold was up, but uh, my wallet was too. (laughs) (laughs) Well, what? That must have been a fun pullover. Yes. Didn't they do a double take on you, right? (laughs) Well, my license plate was 7 Mary 3, so that didn't help any, so they knew immediately. Uh, the CHP was with his grandmother, so he couldn't stop me, but he was really upset. And by the time I got home, he had run my license and everything about me and wanted to put me in jail for going through 130 miles an hour. Right? Yikes. But he let me off. Oh, there you go. Well, see, playing at CHP on TV, there is some redeeming Benefits. value yeah, yes absolutely yeah. tell me about go back to your long beach uh, grand prix stuff because a lot of these guys would go through the long beach grand prix who was the toughest person really um aside from you that really seemed to race well that surprised you yeah there i mean there was i don't know if i remember him as the issue you know racing's a funny thing is i always say racing's a great sport for actors and somebody said why is that and i said because it, it gives them the false impression they have talent <laughs> Because you're go- you think you're going fast, but you're not racing anyone. So when the real guys come in, they're lapping you, and you can't figure out why. Because you're going 100 miles an hour. Right. What's wrong here? Because you have no talent, dude. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, I don't know. We raced with uh, some really big names. You know, the Unsers and Joan Pernelli Jones, and those guys would be nice to us, bump us a little bit to pitch us out of the way, right? And uh, but usually you'd stay in the race, and then. Uh, I think the only celebrity I remember that was talented was Robert Hayes uh, mm-hmm. from Airport uh, Airplane. That Airplane, movie he yeah, did, yeah. yeah. And he was talented. Um, and then we raced with a bunch of other guys that I don't remember, to be honest with you. They were good guys. But I heard Robert Hayes and Kent McCord, another. Yeah, Kent McCord. Kent was McCord in. Bruce was really Jenner, good. by the way, was really good. He was. Yep. Uh, yeah. Bruce Jenner and I did all kinds of. Uh, racing together go-karts he did go-karts my son was a national champion and uh, runner-up national champion in uh, go-karts and uh, we traveled all over the United States with two, two or three go-karts you know three engines and doing all that and then he wanted to do uh, move up to Super V open wheel cars I raced one Super V as kind of a 
uh, Davy Jones's uh, manager let me drive his Super V up at Laguna Seca, so that was pretty cool. But uh, that's about all I remember from the celebrity races. I don't remember any. Um... What was your best finish? <laughs> Conveniently not for remembering. That's okay. I yeah, got that. Yeah, no, that's I never. You know what? The reason I'm thinking is I don't think I ever won a celebrity race. I think I might have been second or third in some, but I hate to misrepresent, so I don't want to say that. Right. However, right. the one race that I remember the most wasn't the celebrity race. Later on, I started racing uh, Volkswagen Rabbits in SCCA, and there weren't any celebrities. I was maybe one celebrity, but no one liked you because you were the celebrity. It's like, dude, does this jackass think he can race a car, right? <laughs> and so I would start out maybe in fourth or fifth place in the off the line, right? Every single race, someone tagged me in the back, pitched me to the back of the race, right? Now I'm making a comeback. So my best memory is I'm racing in Phoenix at the Oval, and uh, I'm in my little rabbit, right? We did the density altitude and did everything what we thought was proper for the race car, right? I went from last to first, and then I'm coming around a corner. People are going crazy, right? Because the big race is coming after us. We're the wannabe race. And I'm coming around the corner, and somebody went off the track, and it's completely dusty and dirty. I can't see anything. And I just read an article in a magazine about someone that did that. It center punched somebody and killed them. As they came through the dust, they didn't let up, right? That haunted me, and I let up, which you never do in a corner. Hit the wall, of course, and wrecked my car. <laughs> I could have won the race, you know. But anyway, and then maybe shoulda, coulda, woulda. And there was the Tan Tanya Tucker incident. Oh yeah, Tanya Tucker. <laughs> so, so we're racing. Uh, they this another. That's right. I forgot. Thank you. So that's we're okay. racing uh, celebrity jeeps, right? And uh, the jeeps are real short wheelbase, so they roll really easy in those days, right? I mean, just blink and they roll. And so I went out and practiced. I always tell people, I want to push my threshold to a wreck. And what are you talking about? I said, because then I know how far I can go, right? Like in number turn number nine in Riverside, we used to, how much can you have that air push you back, right? And it takes some balls to do that, right? <laughs> so I'm racing the Jeep truck. I roll it in the parking lot. Firemen are coming, and they what are you doing? Like, well, I just see, and they say, you're not even on the racetrack. You're rolling in the parking lot. I, said, I know, I know, but it's going to be fine. So I get in the race. I'm 100% positive I'll win this race, right? I race off-road. I'm a race car driver now. Of course, now. yes. Tanya Tucker beats me, right? And she, every time we get to a straightaway, I get, go to pass her, and she blocks me, right? And I can't get around. I'm getting pissed off, right? Now I can't pass her in the corner because I'll roll it again. <laughs> So I have to wait to the straightaway, and in the end, she won. But it was cool. Very cool. Yeah. So you also did Bonneville Salt Flat Racing, which, yeah. and not only that, not only did you finish first, if you will, but you still have, if not, or at least accomplished, what did I read, eight records? Yeah. So we... Uh, I mean, that's huge. Tell me about that. So um, I think, you know, what, I think I was the leverage tool. In other words, get a celebrity, whoever, Joe Blow, in this case, Larry Wilcox, he thinks he's a race car driver, so get him, <laughs> and let's take him to Bonneville, and we'll do this promotion for Lincoln Mercury, Ford, and uh, we'll use him, and he, he can glow in all the light, and we'll get promotion out of it. I didn't know any better. I thought, well, I'm going to Bonneville Salt Flats, right, to set land speed records. Well, next to me was, I forgot the guy's name, but 
the guy down here in the beach lives. He had the jet car, right? Okay. <laughs> and, oh, the and, Green Monster? Or? Yeah, no. No, 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 no. Uh, um, Arfons, maybe? Can't remember the guy's name. If I heard it, I'd remember. That's okay. Go ahead. He's a fr famous guy. And then me, you know. And so I'm in this little LN7, which was a Mercury. Right. And, two uh, if I remember right, it was a two-seater. And, uh, and Throp, Throp Racing, uh, who was a famous old guy around Ford, uh, was the guy who put it together. And uh, so, you know, we did our runs multiple times, and publicity was out there. And, and we set eight international land speed records in that little LN7. But, you know, I love speed. As to this day, I love speed. And, and I'm a kind of an ad adrenaline junkie. But it was boring because there's no feeling of speed at Bonneville. It's all flat. How fast did you go? 100, I think, uh, so forgive me for misrepresenting, I don't want to do that. I think 154 miles an hour. In an LN7? Four-cylinder And that's car. actually a pretty big deal, because it's, was it the original engine and all yeah. that? Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. And they had to be there and check everything and all that stuff, right? Yeah. But anyway, we set, whatever it was, we set eight speed records, and then uh, it was a good experience, you know, just fun, and later on I got a where I really got to feel speed was in fighter jets, you know, flying on the deck in fighter jets. That's speed, you know. Oh, wow. That makes you think you're, you have a man, you're a man and you have a... <laughs> <laughs> so, as if there was any concern originally, yeah. I completely get that. Right. I mean, how are you on uh, G-forces? I'm great. You know, uh, that's a good question because G-forces have a lot to do with your inner ear. So, uh, well, not necessarily G-forces, but your equilibrium. And so, for some reason, my inner ear is deaf and dumb, meaning it doesn't affect me. And, I mean, it does a teeny bit, but not very much. So, I, I did three things. I flew twice with the Blue Angels, and every time I tell them, hurt me, because I'm not going to get to do this again. So, they hurt me, you know, but it, it was, I was okay with it. Loops and upside down and high G-force pullouts. Then I flew with the Marine Corps, and we did A-4 bombing runs out at 29 Palms from Miramar. And then we strafed the CO's house, right, and pulled 5Gs off his house. And it was just unbelievable, right? Then I, I guest starred in a movie with Raymond Burr, one of those episodic things. And uh, they said... Ironside or something like that, or... Pardon? Ironside, Perry Mason, yeah, no, no, it was. I think it was just called the Perry Mason Show then. Okay. It was after Ironside. Okay. And he was up there in Denver where they filmed it. Okay. And so uh, the, the Air National Guard is right there in Denver. So I was playing a Vietnam ace pilot, and I had been in Vietnam in the Marine Corps, and I am a pilot, but a single-engine pilot. So they said... Do you want to fly war games with us tomorrow? I'm like a little kid groupie. I, I pee my pants. I can't wait to go fly war games. So he said, have you ever done ejection seat training? I said, yeah. 225 Gs per second, per second, right? Unbelievable amount of pressure on you. They said, yeah, we checked on your secret clearance. You, you've done it. I said, yeah. So they said, okay, we're going <laughs> we're gonna to go fly. And we're going to do war games. I said, okay. And, but we got to get the J, I think it's called the J model, two-seater A7. I said, okay. So there are going to be three A7s against the cadets at the Air Force Academy and F-16s. So we're in a, a much inferior aircraft. So what we have to do, so in a pre-briefing, come in here, Larry. So I go in the pre-briefing, got my G-suit on, my air, I'm cool, right? Here's, we get inverted, 
and then we come back around, and then we belly shoot them, you know, with really hard G's as we come out of that. Right. You know, six, seven G's, we're going to be really hurting you. You, you okay with that? Yeah, I'm okay. <laughs> so we went and did it right. I have a funny feeling I know where this is going. Go ahead. <laughs> so we, we win the war games in an inferior aircraft. Now, an F-16 pilot is like some friggin' movie star actor with an ego as long as there you can imagine, right? Really pissed off at us, said we cheated in these A-7s, right? I'm laughing because we killed them, right? And my pilot, uh, Colonel Tucker, I'll never forget him, he was a Top Gun winner, the Top Gun pilot, right? And I'm flying with him, right? So he says, what do you want to do, Larry? I says, well, my wife's going to fly with you tomorrow in this plane, thank you. So do me if she was an Olympic track and field athlete, so I'm really proud that she gets to do this. Hurt me, right? He said, okay, so we're going to hurt you. So we did a bunch of hurting things, right? High G, force pull-ups. Then he says, guess what? I said, what? You remember how to eject? <laughs> yeah, why? Well, we have a major problem. I said, what's wrong? He said, our hydraulics are out of the airplane. I said, what's that mean? That means... I said, my plane, my hydraulics go out in my front wheel. I can, I can yaw it down and pump it down, right? He said, yeah, you can do that, the same thing on this plane, except not the nose wheel. I said, what do you mean? He says, because it's hydraulic steering. So we have no steering. So when we land, we're going to crash and blow up. So we That's have to eject. That's never good. So he said. Oh, you both had to eject. Huh? You both had to eject. Yeah. He wasn't kidding. No. So he says, when, what, here's, I've never landed on an aircraft carrier because I'm an Air Force pilot. I says, so I don't know how well this is going to work out. So let's go through the ejection first. I says, okay. He says. <laughs> What's you, going through your mind at that point? Half of me is peeing my pants. <laughs> another half of me is excited that I'm going to get ejected. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and so I didn't know which one to go with, right? Yeah. Both are iffy. And so he says, remember, put your visor all the way down. So I loosen my visor. I bring it way down here, right? Tighten it up, yeah. And he says, you, you know how to go out. I said, yeah, the canopy goes. And then I go either the top, I pull the top latch or I can pull the one between my legs. He said, yeah. He said, but, you know, you don't, the canopy doesn't go. I said, what do you mean? The A7's an old aircraft. See that gun smoke on the top of the, it blows up and you go through the glass. Oh. <laughs> so all the books I've read about ejection, you lose a foot or a hand or something, you know, it's dangerous. And so I was then a little nervous, right? And so he said, have you choose which one you're going to eject? I said, yeah. And he said, okay, so I'm going to go to try to land at that base down there in Denver. They've strung a cable down there. We're going to fly over now. I fly over. There's all kinds of firemen with asbestos suits. Everybody's out there. It's a major emergency. If we catch the hook, great, but I've never done it before. If we don't, in fact, I've never even used a hook, he says. If we don't, I'm going to pop up, and here's the routine. Eject, eject. If you don't eject, on the third eject, I'm shooting you out anyway. So you'll black out. So many Gs on your body, you're just going to pass out. And then you'll wake up, and the canopy will be open, right? And I said, okay. So... My wife's down there. Everybody's waiting with the ambulance and everything, right? Caught the hook. Came up to me, Wilcox, you got the $1.99 ride, dude. <laughs> I said, yeah, I did. So that's my speed in cars now. Wow. <laughs> wow. Have you done any of this lately? Uh, when was the last time? And, no. And the last time I raced is one of those little go-kart places where you race uh, 
at the indoor places. Yeah, you know? yeah, M2. Yeah, M2, thank M, you. M, yeah, MB2, and, I think it is. And yeah. every, everybody beat me. <laughs> <laughs> you can't do that. Yeah. I've almost been ejected from a plane. Yeah. Well, they, the, the reason I brought that up is I was a reporter in, in Reno at one point, and we were in a P-51 Mustang. Oh, yeah, I love So it. I'm in the back of the P-51 Mustang, and the guy goes, we're going to kind of zoom across and then go up. And I said, yeah, okay, whatever. So zoom across, go up, and all of a sudden, my stomach went into my toes. Yeah. And at that point, I think I was eating grapes for the rest of the day or yeah. a week. I don't remember. But it's, it's just something that, and you could handle that a lot. Now I'll give you one more. Okay. After you fly with these fighter pilots, you know, they're all great guys, right? And those G's are really hard on your body, so you have to be in good shape, which I was not. So we come back, we land, right? We get out of the jets. All my buddies, wingmen, everyone, hey, man, that was so awesome. You did a great job. I, God, do you realize how many G's you pulled? Yeah, yeah. You going to go with us tonight? Uh, come on in the hangar. I said, what's in the hangar? I, should I send, send your, bring your wife in here? I said, why? What's going on? <clears throat> they said, we're, we're going to do aircraft carrier landings. I said, what the hell's that? So you get drunk. We line up these tables, and you do your own body. You land on, you get bloody noses and scratch. We see who can survive the longest. I, I'll see you later. I got, oh a, I got an acting job tomorrow. I'm not doing those. <laughs> Last thought, and it's what are you driving now? I drive a, a Dodge Ram 1500. I love it. I just love the pickup, you know, and, and it drives like a Cadillac, so it's a great truck. I don't want to lift it and put all that crap on because it changes my ride, you know. My, if you ask me what car of all the cars I've had, I've had Jaguars and Porsches and Rolls Royces, and but my favorite car really is Porsche, mm -hmm. and uh, it really makes you feel like you're driving a go kart. It's so neat. You know? If there was any classic car you could have out there, maybe top two on the, because everybody has this list, list yeah. of the cars I would love to get under those circumstances, what would they be? A 930 Turbo is classic to me, right? Um, the 930 Turbo with the big old whale tail. I like that old Porsche, you know? And, uh, they, you know, I think I had one. I paid 60000 for it, changed the engine once, and uh, got stolen. Today, that same old car is 150000 you know? So I love the old Porsches. That's number one. I, I love the aspirated cars, you know? I kind of, I'm not a Corvette guy, but I do like the split window Corvette. But what I find is when you go and drive those old cars, I, I don't like that mm -hmm. because your memory is a romantic memory. It isn't too cool when you drive this old piece of crap with a 58 inch steering wheel and, you know, clutch <laughs> that doesn't true. work. Good. It's true. <laughs> Even those, if they're in your garage. Yeah. yeah. I, it just doesn't appeal to me. I'd rather have an airplane, you know. A fighter jet. A B-51. Love to have a B-51. I had a, a Navy on, uh, which is a poor man's B-51. And then uh, I would like to have a T-28, a P-51, and an A-4. Those are the airplanes I'd like to have. You know, I think after talking to you, we're going to change our show to talking about planes. Yeah, planes and cars. <laughs> both. They're both fast. Fast guy, stomach of steel, and yes, Chips alum, Larry Wilcox. Also on the show, actor Lou Wagner who has had plenty of roles. In fact, he wore plenty of makeup as one of the apes in the original Planet of the Apes movies and was the guy in the chips repair shop, Harlan Arliss. 
He always dealt with the damaged vehicles and the motorcycles. He had to clean it up. He was kind of like their M or their Q, if you kind of have a James Bond reference going here. He looked like he was always in a lab coat, working in a hospital, but he was actually operating on the cars. Talk about a guy who knows what he likes. Lou still has one of his first cars in his real garage at home. My first car was a 1950 Ford convertible, um, lowered with headers and a candy apple dash. Now, where did you get that from, and how old were you? Uh, let's see, I was in high school. I guess I was 17, 18, and I bought it from a buddy down the street. His father owned a, um, uh, a car repair shop, so this car was in beautiful condition, and it was black with the candy apple dash, and you know, and it was my first love. And you held on to that, and then you got something different. Yes, um, I bought a uh, 1957 Thunderbird convertible, and. Um, I kept both cars and drove my mom crazy. She wanted me to get rid of one of them, but I couldn't, you know. So uh, I've kept the, the Thunderbird to this day. It is now wrapped up in my garage. But, but I drove it all through Chips, and in fact, it was in an episode of Chips. Really, tell me about that. Well, when Eric got out of the hospital, because he was really in a hospital, so we did, you know, he had a, a motorcycle accident on the set. And it was very dangerous and it was very serious. And so we rode around that and we did, when he got better, we did uh, shows with him in the hospital and stuff. And so this one episode was, he's finally getting back out of the hospital and I drove him to Chips, to the, you know. To, to the, the station, yeah. yeah. to the station. And um, the top was down, and I screeched to a halt, and I heard him. Oh, oh! <laughs> so, but it wasn't a real hurt; it was a TV hurt. Yes. Yes. yes, yes. Okay. Yeah. Good. You know, that's the thing with uh, you being the guy. You were almost like, if you compare Chips to James Bond, you yeah. were like M or Q or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. The, the inventor. I, I always lose which. Uh, yeah. I always forget which letter that was. Yeah, yeah, right. But you were what? What were some of the really odd things that you came up with in the uh, garage for those cars that you remember? Oh, ju just crazy things. Uh, things to soup cars up and and things to. Uh, uh, snare crooks and stuff, you know, just uh, crazy, crazy stuff, you know, <laughs> but I was really, really smart. <laughs> <laughs> of course, and I'm sure you weren't acting that part. Oh, no, that was real. That yeah. was real, absolutely. Okay, well, good, I understand that. So have you ever thought of, though, getting another car? I know you've had that 57 T-Bird in the garage. Well, you know, I, I now have a... Uh, 2012 Genesis and I love it I really love it um, but that's it and, and I have a, a, a BMW that's uh, in the driveway and it is about to die you know oh yeah okay but aside from that 
things are well. I understand. Well, okay, so we always ask a couple questions. One being, is there a car you've had that you would love to someday get back? Would it be that first car, or is there another car you wouldn't mind having back? Yeah, it would it'd have to be my first car because my second car I have, you know. But the, the first car I finally sold to a buddy, and he promptly wrecked it. Oh, oh. So, yeah. Hate it when that happens. Yeah. What are the top three cars on your list of cars that someday Lou Wagner would like to have? I'd like to have a, a Bentley convertible. Ooh. You know? We're dreaming now, right? Yeah. yeah the money's okay. no object or, yeah. you know. A, a Bentley convertible is, is what I'd like. Yeah. Okay. Anything second? Uh... Two Bentley convertible? <laughs> a Bentley hardtop, maybe. Yeah, maybe, yeah. <laughs> Very cool. And the, what, when I say car story, what's the one thing that comes to mind? You and a car story. Maybe it's in the T-Bird. Maybe it's something different. Well, um, I've got in a few fender benders. Not my fault, but people have run into me and stuff. And... I was always shocked that in the T-Bird, the T-Bird never got hurt, but the other car was almost total. Really? The T-Birds were heavy cars, believe it or not. 1957. Know? Yeah. My favorite, by the way, of those years. I like the uh, oh, I, I like it. the tail that was the, slanted the off to the side. Perfect. It finishes it. Lou Wagner, who continues his acting, most recently in a program called Barking Mad. Thanks for listening, and please share our show on social media. Subscribe, it's absolutely free, and leave a comment. And if you're listening to us on iTunes, rate us and review us. And thank you in advance for helping our podcast grow. You see, if you basically comment and you rate us five stars, then our rating in the automobile podcast section of iTunes, it moves up. I mean, we'll hopefully one day be in the top ten. Now, wouldn't that be cool or what? Our website is TalkingAboutCars.net. You could also follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I think we're on Periscope as well. Until next time, I'm Randy Cardoon. Join me as we have some fun talking about cars. Cars.